The Letter of Pope St. Clement to the Corinthians Chapter 17 Let us be imitators also of those who in goatskins and sheepskins went about proclaiming the coming of Christ. I mean Elijah, Elisha, and Ezekiel among the prophets, with those others to whom a like testimony is born in Scripture. Abraham was especially honored and was called the friend of God. Yet he, earnestly regarding the glory of God, humbly declared, I am but dust and ashes. Moreover, it is thus written of Job, Job was a righteous man, and blameless, truthful, God-fearing, and one that kept himself from all evil. But bringing an accusation against himself, he said, no man is free from defilement, even if his life be but of one day. Moses was called faithful in all God's house, and through his instrumentality God punished Egypt with plagues and tortures. Yet he, though thus greatly honored, did not adopt lofty language, but said when the divine oracle came to him out of the bush, Who am I? that you send me. I am a man of a feeble voice and a slow tongue. And again he said, I am but as the smoke of a pot. Chapter 18 But what shall we say concerning David, to whom such testimony was born, and of whom God said, I have found a man after my own heart, David the son of Jesse, and in everlasting mercy have I anointed him. Yet this very man says to God, Have mercy on me, O Lord, according to your great mercy. According to the multitude of your compassions, blot out my transgression. Wash me still more from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my iniquity, and my sin is ever before me. Against you only have I sinned, and done that which was evil in your sight, that you may be justified in your sayings, and may overcome when you are judged. For behold, I was conceived in transgressions, and in my sins did my mother conceive me. For behold, you have loved truth, the secret and hidden things of wisdom you have shown me. You shall sprinkle me with hyssop, and I shall be cleansed. You shall wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. You shall make me to hear joy and gladness. My bones which have been humbled shall exult. Turn away your face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and establish me by your governing Spirit. I will teach transgressors your ways, and the ungodly shall be converted to you. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, the God of my salvation. My tongue shall exult in your righteousness. O Lord, you shall open my mouth, and my lips shall show forth your praise. 
for if you had desired sacrifice, I would have given it. You will not delight in burnt offerings. The sacrifice acceptable to God is a bruised spirit, a broken and contrite heart God will not despise. Chapter 19 Thus the humility and godly submission of so great and illustrious men have rendered not only us, but also all the generations before us better, even as many as have received his oracles in fear and truth. So having so many great and glorious examples set before us, let us turn again to the practice of that peace, which from the beginning was the mark set before us, and let us look steadfastly to the Father and Creator of the universe, and cleave to His mighty and surpassingly great gifts and benefactions of peace. Let us contemplate Him with our understanding, and look with the eyes of our soul to His long-suffering will. Let us reflect how free from wrath He is towards all His creation. Chapter 20 the heavens, revolving under his government, are subject to him in peace. Day and night run the course appointed by him, in no way hindering each other. The sun and moon, with the companies of the stars, roll on in harmony according to his command, within their prescribed limits and without any deviation. The fruitful earth, according to his will, brings forth food in abundance at the proper seasons for man and beast and all the living beings upon it, never hesitating nor changing any of the ordinances which he has fixed. The unsearchable places of the abysses and the indescribable arrangements of the lower world are restrained by the same laws. The vast, unmeasurable sea gathered together by his working into various basins, never passes beyond the bounds placed around it, but does as he has commanded. For he said, Thus far shall you come, and your waves shall be broken within you. The ocean, impassable to man, and the worlds beyond it, are regulated by the same enactments of the Lord. The seasons of spring, summer, autumn, and winter peacefully give place to one another. The winds in their several quarters fulfill at the proper time their service without hindrance. The ever-flowing fountains, formed both for enjoyment and health, furnish without fail their breasts for the life of men. The very smallest of living beings meet together in peace and concord. All these the great Creator and Lord of all has appointed to exist in peace and harmony. Well, He does good to all, but most abundantly to us who have fled for refuge to His compassions through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom be glory and majesty forever and ever. Amen. Chapter 21 Take heed, beloved, lest his many kindnesses lead to the condemnation of us all. 
For thus it must be, unless we walk worthy of him, and with one mind do those things which are good and well-pleasing in his sight. For the scripture says in a certain place, The Spirit of the Lord is a candle, searching the secret parts. Let us reflect how near he is, and that none of the thoughts or reasonings in which we engage are hid from him. It is right, therefore, that we should not leave the post which his will has assigned us. Let us rather offend those men who are foolish and inconsiderate and lifted up, and who glory in the pride of their speech, rather than offend God. Let us reverence the Lord Jesus Christ, whose blood was given for us. Let us esteem those who have the rule over us. Let us honor the aged among us. Let us train up the young men in the fear of God. Let us direct our wives to that which is good. Let them exhibit the lovely habit of purity in all their conduct. Let them show forth the sincere disposition of meekness. Let them make manifest the command which they have of their tongue by their manner of speaking. Let them display their love, not by preferring one to another, but by showing equal affection to all that piously fear God. Let your children be partakers of true Christian training. Let them learn of how great avail humility is with God, how much the spirit of pure affection can prevail with Him, how excellent and great His fear is, and how it saves all those who walk in it with a pure mind. For He is a searcher of the thoughts and desires of the heart. His breath is in us, and when He pleases, He will take it away. Chapter 22 Now the faith which is in Christ confirms all these admonitions. For He Himself, by the Holy Ghost, thus addresses us. Come, you children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is he that desires life and loves to see good days? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking guile. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil, to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cried, and the Lord heard him, and delivered him out of all his troubles. Many are the stripes appointed for the wicked, but mercy shall compass those about who hope in the Lord. Chapter 23 The all-merciful and beneficent Father has bowels of compassion towards those who fear Him, and kindly and lovingly bestows His favors upon those who come to Him with a simple mind. So let us not be double-minded, neither let our soul be lifted up on account of His exceedingly great and glorious gifts. Far from us be that which is written. Wretched are they who are of a double mind, 
and a doubting heart, who say, These things we have heard even in the times of our fathers, but behold, we have grown old, and none of them has happened to us. You foolish ones, compare yourselves to a tree. Take, for instance, the vine. First of all, it sheds its leaves, then it buds, next it puts forth leaves, and then it flowers. After that comes the sour grape, and then follows the ripened fruit. You perceive how in a little time the fruit of a tree comes to maturity. Of a truth, soon and suddenly shall his will be accomplished, as the scripture also bears witness, saying, Speedily will he come, and will not tarry. And the Lord shall suddenly come to his temple, even the Holy One, for whom you look. This has been taken from the letter of Pope St. Clement to the Corinthians, written around A.D. 96 by Pope St. Clement I. This work is available on the web at the New Advent website, www.newadvent.org. This work is in the public domain.